Good morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show is underway, brought to you by Refreshment Services Pepsi and Harvest Ridge Coffee. And this morning, while we wait for our first guest, uh, we have time for a pre-recorded Best of the Mary Griffith Show. This segment features Quincy native and Broadway producer Ryan Tanner. Now, Ryan Tanner is the co-producer of a new Broadway play that will open in New York City in April. The show is based on the S.E. Hinton blockbuster, The Outsiders. Tanner regularly dines with S.E. Hinton at their favorite Italian restaurant in his hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tanner owns the Patio Restaurant. He's actually a Quincy hometown native. His home now is split between Tulsa and Quincy. He owns the Patio Restaurant and the Armory Events Center right here in Quincy. And as he explained to me in this interview, which we recorded December 27, 2023, Tanner was able to lure Angelina Jolie into a financial stake in The Outsiders. It will be his 23rd Broadway production. Here now my interview with Ryan Tanner. It hit $1.9 billion in gross dollars sold. $1.9 billion. In 2020, it had reached a very low bottom of $380 million. $1.9 to $380 million in 12 months. This year, Broadway will hit a, a $1.6 billion. So we're almost back to where we need to be. Next year, it's projected that Broadway will be back. Once the Asian market is, those folks are back and visiting, we will be back bigger and better than we were. But we're not quite there yet. However, great shows are coming. All those that, that I call the incubation period where all these creatives were spending time not being able to do much. So what were they doing? Writing, creating music, envisioning. And so Outsiders uh, by Essie Hinton uh, will uh, open on Broadway in April. We have. And what is your, okay, The Outsiders, famous book by S.E. Hinton. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people listening don't have any idea how this works. They're like, well, what, what the heck is that boy talking about that for? <laughs> What's his relationship with oh, that? Sure. So, t- yes. so talk about, yeah. okay, so go back. Yes. I mean, what is your, what is your relationship with yeah. a Broadway play opening? Sure. We're, I'm a co-producer of the production along with, we have, we have general partners. There's, you know, the way the, the structure of the two second structure is, there are two partners at the top, and then you have co-producers, and then you have associate producers, and then you have executive producers. Our job as a co-producer is to go out and raise the money to fund the show. Uh, that means we, we, you know, we, we sign on with them and are contractually obligated in order to hit that number for that show to go from this artist's mind to the great white way. And that's our job to get it there. And this past summer, summer, September, Angelina joined the producing team. Her daughter had seen the show five times in La Jolla and said, you, Mom, you have got to come see this. Finally, on the last night, she came. Our folks sent her just a little thank you note. Hey, we're not asking for anything. And two days later, her people called our people with her saying, I, this piece is so powerful, I have got to be a part of it. And so we, we, we offered her a lead producing role. She said yes. And by Angelina, I'm sure you mean my identical twin sister, Angelina Jolie. Exactly, exactly. I didn't want people to get confused yes, with some other Angelina. Yeah. I mean, you name dropper extraordinary. Well, Angelina called and said, I'd love to just throw money at you. Probably the only time in my life it'll happen, but yes. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and normally you're going the other way around. You're but asking. The truth of the matter is, and you've had successes on Broadway before, and you've had to raise money. And uh, Oklahoma, the re, re, revival. Re, revival of Oklahoma, lots of Tony Awards and stuff Correct. for that one. 
And so very intriguing. This is the business aspect of Broadway. That's right. And somebody's got to put the money up before the show can open. And then you hope it's cats. That's exactly you right. Know, but you, it could be El Clunco. You just it, don't it know. Go, it could go in a lot of different directions. Jay and I, we are very careful about the shows that we select. We've been very fortunate. We started with Pippin, won the Tony Award. We went on to do John Christian's A Time to Kill, Memphis the Musical, this little bitty show called A Come From Away, Waitress by Sarah Bareilles for the revival of Oklahoma. We've done 23 shows now, and we're super excited about, about Outsiders. I mean, we live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Essie Hinton is at our favorite little Italian restaurant that we go to all the time. She's so sweet. She still sells 500,000 copies a year of Outsiders. That's incredible. We have a huge program that's going to be built around the show that goes into small communities to help continue to tell the story. So there's a huge, huge community philanthropic um, character that almost that takes place within the show that we're really thrilled about. Well, could that show possibly come to Quincy, to the Quincy Community Theater, or an even bigger stage like it, Morrison Junior High? Morrison, for sure. It's a big show. It's a big show. It's yeah. a big, it's a really well, big you got to sell a lot of seats to make it happen. Seats, yes. You can't just do 500 seats. you got to have more one. like 2,000 seats. Yes. We're, okay. Yeah, we're, we're sitting at 1,100 seats in New York, but, you know, they sell for 200 to 1,500 bucks. So it's a you know, that is the other thing that Quincy is Quincy. I remember years ago when I was in the board of the Quincy Community Theater, somebody called and said, you know, how much is a ticket to a show? And sure. I said, it's $20 for the musical. I forgot what it was, but, you know, it was whatever music we were doing. It was $20. She goes, does that include dinner? I said, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just 20 You know, you don't have any clue. Even at Quincy Community Theater, you know royalties. I mean, you know, yeah. they don't just let you do the show like, hey. No. You know, so you're all into the business aspect of it, and I, you've been successful. Yeah, I mean, we... The business side of it allows us to do the philanthropic things that we get to do. I mean, for Including example, the patio. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> many restaurateurs will say their business is a philanthropic effort. It's very difficult to make money in the restaurant business. It's, a, it's, a, it's very challenging because we're fortunate because we own our space. We, yeah. don't, we don't have to lease it. And we, you also don't have to do... Everybody knows the patio is the patio. And all you have to do is change it just enough to get some new people in and get yeah. them excited and keep it the same enough that the old codgers like me will come and everything will be great. And then we're done. And then you're done. Well, congratulations on uh, your Broadway career. But well, really, I want to thank you, and I know you've been named by the Quincy Public School District and others for your generosity to our community. Um, you can write the big check, and you have. And not everybody that can write a big check does that. You know, a lot of people oh, I got mine, and I'm going to spend it on sure. me. And you have put it back into our community millions of dollars. I'm, we appreciate I it. I am a Quincy boy. This is where I started. And I, I love being here. I, I'm giddy where I'm driving up. For the generations, Winners has helped since 1921. And for the generations, we will. Winters will be here for you. Celebrating 100 years. Advanced Dental Care is excited to announce that Dr. Brendan Smith has joined the practice and is accepting new patients. Dr. Smith and the entire Advanced Dental Care team take pride in providing you with exceptional care. Advanced Dental Care will make you smile. Game night on WTAD. Saturday night, February 3rd, Quincy Notre Dame welcomes Winchester to the pit for the Super Fan Shootout. Pre-game, 7.30, the tip at 8 on Talk Radio 9.30 WTAD.
Game Night is presented by Winters Insurance Group. Covering your insurance needs since 1921. We'll be there. Domino's Pizza. Next time, try car side delivery. Pull up to the store and they'll bring it out to you. And by Little Jess Jeep. Celebrating over 50 years in business. Visit them at 3421 Main, Quincy. State Farm Insurance Agent Charles Schultz. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hardee's, home of the made-from-scratch biscuits, made fresh every day. And Sleep Tight, Sleep Tight, better bed, less money. In Macomb, Jacksonville, and Quincy. Game Night, heard exclusively on WTAD and WTAD.com. Making you aware of the good things happening in your community. We are the Star Radio family of stations. It's a soup and sandwich supper. Saturday night, February 3rd, 4 to 7, at Union United Methodist Church, 11th and State. All they ask is a free will offering. Choose from five delicious homemade soups, loaded baked potato, chili, vegetable beef, ham and bean, and chicken noodle. Plus a hot dog or a maid ride if you'd like, and of course those delicious homemade desserts. Everyone is welcome. To the Soup and Sandwich Supper, Saturday, February 3rd, 4 to 7, at Union United Methodist Church, 11th and State. Handicap accessible, and all they ask is a free will offering. We'll see you there. If you have a not-for-profit event you would like to promote, send your information to Star Radio at 329 Main Street in Quincy, or by email to this station's website. And we head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative at 933, temperature barely above the freezing point, dense fog still happening. How do those farm markets look today? Good morning. Corn for March is down 7 at 438. May it's down 6 at 449. Soybeans for March is down 12 at 1197. May it's down 9 at 1207. Wheat for March is down 9 at 591. July, it's down 9 at 606. Soybean mill for March is up 3 at 352. Lean hogs for April is down at 8302. Live cattle for April is down at 181.32. Feeder cattle for March is down at 239.40. Crude oil is down 1 at 76.67. And the Dow Jones is down 28 at 38,229. Thank you so much. And this report was brought to you by Rex Battery. We love Rex Battery at our house. That's the only place we ever buy our batteries. They've always got the size you need. Rex Battery wants to keep you running. When you need a battery, any battery, Rex has got it. WTAD wants to keep you running, too, with our Midday Commodity Report. We've got it for you. Listen weekdays at 1230. I'll have the Midday Market Report, brought to you by... Rex A health insurance plan is one of the first benefits a prospective employee looks for when applying for a new job. This is Angie Gooding with Winters. My specialty is serving businesses with 50 or more employees. I create enticing benefit plans to attract top talent to businesses. If you're an employer who wants to make sure you're offering your employees the best possible health, dental, vision, and life coverage, please contact me today, Angie Gooding at Winters or visit wintersins.com.
We all know many important numbers, but do you know the numbers that really matter to your heart? Knowing your risk factors for heart disease and taking action could help you decrease your chance of developing heart disease. During February, the Heart Center at Hannibal Regional is offering heart health assessments that include BMI and blood pressure checks, cholesterol screening, blood glucose screening, and electrocardiogram for a special cash price of $99. Call 573-629-3960 to schedule your appointment. Stay big on project supplies. Now during Menards Project Day Sale. Stock up with paint brushes. Choose from a 2-inch trim brush or a 2.5-inch angle brush. Just $1.99 each after rebate. Plus, pick up a 6-inch flexible putty knife. Great for light-duty construction and home projects. Free after rebate. These hot-buy deals are good while supplies last. So save today. Price is good through February 4th. Savings are mailing rebates and exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. We are always blessed when we have a physician from our community come to the Mary Griffith Show. And Dr. Stephen Krause is here today. We're going to talk about your heart health and most importantly, blood pressure. And so, come on in. A second guest has arrived. Okay. Uh, We're going to talk about some new treatments that are happening. So, first and foremost, we'll have both of our guests introduce themselves. We'll start with Dr. Krause since you have arrived first. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, My name is uh, Steve Krause. I've been in the community for about 15 years. Um, I'm a cardiologist at Blessing Physician Services. And she'll have to put her microphone just like you've got yours if she watches it and get real close to that microphone. And tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Hey, thank you for having me. My name is Taylor Welch, and I'm a nurse practitioner with Blessing. I've been with Blessing for 13 years. The majority of my background is critical care, although I'm working in nephrology, which is the kidney department now. Okay. And this is interesting because I don't always think of high blood pressure. I think of that as the heart, not the kidneys. But, Dr. Cross, you're going to tie this all together for us now, aren't you? So talk, <laughs> yeah. tell us what's happening. Well, you know, there are a lot of disease processes that cross several specialties. So the great thing about Blessing Physician Services is we can do collaboration between different part- departments. And nephrology, or the kidney doctors, um, often will see patients with high blood pressure because the kidney can be responsible for high blood pressure in several patients. And we can get into that a little bit later because it ties into one of the new therapies we'll be offering. Uh, but, yeah, this is exciting. Um, nephrology and cardiology partnering together to help treat hypertension. I think that something we don't often think about, but we know if, like, I've got a variety of things wrong with me, and it almost seems that it cascades. Um, as soon as I get one thing under control, something else seems to go haywire. Diabetics have heart problems. Diabetics have renal problems. Diabetics have blood pressure problems, usually. So there are a lot of people out there who have... Uh, obesity, that's very rampant in our society, and they have diabetes, which is growing in our society. And so as those two diseases go up, is the need for this, is this one of the reasons why all these new technologies and new treatments are being developed? Absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, hypertension or high blood pressure is very prevalent in Western countries for all the things that you just mentioned. Um, and the traditional therapies, which have been medication, don't always get people to their target blood pressure. And over the years, since I've been practicing, that target has gotten lower. We found out that um, you know people do better if their blood pressure is lower. So we've been 
doing multiple different type of medical therapies to try to get them there, diet, exercise, you know, putting everything together. But even that sometimes doesn't get people to where they need to be. Um, so we kind of met with our um, nephrology colleagues and, and Taylor here, one of our nurse practitioners, about how could we better manage these patients because this disease is tied to a lot of other disease processes. And if you don't control your blood pressure, that's going to hurt your kidneys. It's going to increase the risk of stroke and heart attack. So it's all kind of intimately tied together. It's a very important disease to have to control, and sometimes it's very difficult. So Taylor has been willing to help out from the um, nephrology standpoint, uh, and we started. We launched a high blood pressure clinic or a hypertension clinic, which will specialize in treating high blood pressure um, and trying to get it under control, particularly for patients that are already on multiple medications but can't seem to get to target. Okay. Taylor, let's involve you in this great conversation. It used to be 120 over 80 was considered the standard, and now it's down to 110. I believe, over 80. I, through medication, am controlled at that level, I'm proud to say. But I have to be very careful because if I eat salty potato chips, I'm not at that level. So can you talk a little bit about what you're trying to do to do for patients in this um, high blood pressure clinic? My main role is to do investigations into why these people have high blood pressure. A lot of people have high blood pressure because of either genetics, obesity, smoking, alcohol use, but some people have what's called secondary hypertension, which is caused by other issues in the body, such as your aldosterone being off or certain hormones, your catecholamines like dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine being abnormal. And so I am there to rule out those other causes, help people manage weight, and send them to a dietitian to help with their diet. And if all of those things are not helping, um, then my next step is to add more medication or refer them to Dr. Krauss for the procedure that has come out. Because, like you said, I mean, obviously, uh, one of the things we can do, like, for example, I never salt my food. I mean, I don't even use a salt shaker at home because I have to be careful of that. But if I have a bowl of Campbell's soup, I don't need to use a salt shaker. It's already got like three times my daily limit. So part of the problem is, are people still, you know, generally unaware that unless they're eating something that they just picked right out of the produce bin, any processed food is just laden, laden with sodium. Is that one of the reasons why we have so much high blood pressure? I think it's a contributing factor. When I talk to my patients about low-sodium diet, the first thing that they say is, I don't use a salt shaker. And I have to reiterate, a lot of the things that you're buying from the grocery store, especially if they're prepackaged, are loaded with salt. And mm-hmm. typically we recommend a two-gram sodium restriction for the day, which is really easy to do if you're eating canned foods, prepackaged foods, going to fast food, or going out to eat. And it's not to say that you shouldn't ever partake in those, but it shouldn't be a majority of your diet for sure. Definitely, definitely. And so, you know, we talk about that. That's obviously an obvious thing, salt, and then, you know, uh, overweight, and then diabetes. How does diabetes contribute to high blood pressure? Poorly controlled diabetes uh, can cause issues with your vessels, and when your blood vessels get tight, so so to speak, it can cause increases in blood pressure because there's increased resistance there. It can affect your kidneys and the blood flow there. And if you have what's called renal artery stenosis, which is hardening and stiffening of those arteries to the kidneys, then that can increase your blood pressure as well. Yeah, the kidneys are, I know that a lot of doctors do. They, they talk about that kidney function a lot. They test for that kidney function a lot. But I also have a doctor who's a regular visitor on my show that says, Unfortunately, by the time 
renal failure starts to show up in those tests they give you, it's not really reversible and it's almost too late. So it's really, you have to start worrying about your kidneys long before your kidneys say start worrying about me. Is that a pretty true statement? Yeah, and a lot of people with high blood pressure at risk for kidney disease, they need to be tested for protein in their urine even if their kidney function is normal because they could be spilling protein that we're unaware of and that's a sign that the kidneys are inflamed and getting damaged. Okay, so it's it's not symptomatic. You're not going to say, oh, I think my kidneys are not, you know, I think I'm getting kidney damage. You're not going to be able to know that. Just like unless your blood pressure is really off the chart, then you might get a headache or something. You really don't have any symptoms for a lot of these diseases that we're talking about today. Unfortunately, no. So high blood pressure is known as a silent killer mm-hmm. for that reason. Most people don't know that they have high blood pressure unless they're in what's called a hypertensive urgency or hypertensive crisis, which is a very high blood pressure. The goal for most of our patients with high blood pressure is under 130 over 80. And you're not going to typically have symptoms unless you're up in the 180 to 190 range for that top number. Okay. But even though you don't have symptoms, doesn't mean you're not doing significant damage day after day after day with a high number. And you mentioned some other things like uh, hormones and things like that. I think the average person wouldn't even think that that was a problem. And I applaud you guys, Dr. Krause and the whole team, for thinking, you know, obviously, you know, trying to get rid of sodium in your diet, maybe exercise a little bit more, losing weight, keeping your diabetes under control. That's the that's step one. But when that doesn't work, there is something else causing the problem. So you're looking a little deeper, aren't you? Yeah, okay. and that's not going to be the case in everybody, but there's a lot of these conditions that are underdiagnosed because they aren't thought to be looked at. Um, they're subtle. There's things that you wouldn't know to check for. People who have low potassium all the time are people that need to be investigated for these types of problems. Okay, so it's really down to blood work, blood work, blood work, and monitoring and being very cautious and very careful. Correct. Okay, so how many people are already enrolled in this program? Have you already rolled it out? Well, it's it's a relatively new clinic we've started, so the numbers are, you know, going up. Um, obviously, because you have to be referred. You got it. Right. Um, and or you know, Dr. Gonzalez is the physician too, who's collaborating with Taylor in the hypertension clinic, and Dr. Cook is another interventional colleague of mine who's also going to help do the renal artery ablation, which we can talk about. Yeah, we do want to talk about it. Um, I don't know if I really want to talk about it, but we will talk about it. <laughs> but the other thing, too, to kind of underscore, I, I think you all bring up a good point. You know, screening for high blood pressure is easy. Right? Yeah. It's just a blood pressure check. And it is a silent killer because you don't go from normal blood pressure to blood pressure over 200s, right? You kind of evolve into high blood pressure. So you can catch it early before it causes end organ damage. So screening is very important. And I always tell people it's the same way. You can't look at somebody and tell them what their sugar is or what their glucose level is or I should say their cholesterol level. Those all have to be screened with blood work, and that's easy to do. And prevention is key, right? You don't want to get in there when already significant damage has been done. And blood pressure is even easier because you don't have to actually put a needle in your arm. You just put that somewhat uncomfortable cuff. Which, why do they have to pump it up so darn tight? (laughs) Well, they have to collapse the artery. And as you can imagine, as you get older, the artery gets a little stiffer. So it requires a little bit more resistance to collapse it. You know, if one more doctor tells me that I'm getting older, (laughs) one of your colleagues just told me that all these things on my body are are wisdom spots. Well, listen, I don't say old. I say seasoned. Yeah, well, my skin doctor, my dermatologist told me I was very well seasoned last week. I was glad I had a head to toe. So let's talk, Dr. Krauss, about this 
thing I can't pronounce, and it kind of makes me hurt thinking about it. But tell me what this is and why this is important that you're doing this. Well, it's a new procedure that's been approved by the FDA. It's an outpatient procedure. You know, you'll come into the hospital, get it done. Um, and what it involves is um, we go into the renal arteries and we do an ablation. Uh, there's what two does ta- that mean for folks who don't yeah. have the vocabulary? Well, as as Taylor do. had articulated, there are hormones that come off the kidney that um, can affect blood pressure. So what this does is we go in there and we create... Um, with two technologies, either what's called a cryo balloon or a coil, and we uh, create this burning around the area where the nerves innervate the kidney, um, where the sympathetic nervous system is. Sounds very scientific, um, and it knocks those nerves out, so you don't get as much of the neural hormonal effects that raise blood pressure. Um, so, like I said, there's two out there on the market: the coil and the and the uh, cryo balloon. And what they've seen from the data is between an 8 and 9 millimeter mercury drop in blood pressure, or if you want to be layman's terms, 8 or 9 points, uh, within a year. But over time, over the next three years, you can get a 15 to 20 milligram mercury of drop in blood pressure. So it's significant. So you can imagine someone comes in and they're either on a bunch of pills or eating all these pills, and they complain a lot about having to take all these medications. They're still not on target for their blood pressure. This might be an avenue to do that. Or people that can't tolerate medications. I've got a lot of people in my clinic just have horrible side effects from medications. This might be another um, modality to get their blood pressure under control. Well, and the more medication you take, it's all going to filter through your stomach, through your liver, through your mm-hmm. kidneys. I mean, we we like to think, and I think this is part of our problem, we have told ourselves as Americans that no matter what's wrong with me, I can just take a pill and it'll all be better. And that may be true for a few years, and then eventually you become insensitive to that medication or because you don't exercise, watch your weight, do these things. Uh, you know, it says, look, you've got to help me out a little bit here. Now, does this thing hurt? No, it's, it's, it's inside the body. I mean, when we numb up the skin a little bit because we've got to put an IV in, um, it could be a little sensitive there. But we numb it up and we give you medications to make you comfortable. So it, you, you don't feel it inside while it's happening? You don't, know. No. Okay. Why, why? That is so weird, too, because God was so smart. Because you really can't feel like your liver doesn't ever hurt. No matter how bad you are to your liver, no matter how bad you are to your kidneys, they don't really hurt unless you get an infection, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is just horrifying to think about. <laughs> but the person doesn't even have to be sedated because that, that there is no pain sensory experience mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but we do provide sedation okay. uh, through an IV to make you comfortable. Right. Um, and usually the procedure can be done within 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. And then a little bit of recovery in our holding area, and then you'll go home. Okay. Um, and what would be the side effect of that within 24 hours, 48 hours? Is there it, no no differential in your in your ability to urinate. Nothing changes. You just don't even know you had it. Or well, the safety data that the companies presented to the FDA for approval were very minimal. Um, the renal artery, you know, there's always a risk, but very low, of uh, I mean, like a dissection or something or a tearing of the artery flat. But I, I, it's under one percent. Infection rate is always a concern when you're breaking the skin, right? That's also under 1%. So it's a reasonably safe procedure. And that's why you have it in a hospital, because if there were some kind of complication like that, a surgeon is there to, if necessary, have to go in or something like that. To Absolutely. Um, and you say that the, the effects of this 
are full are full within a year and then continued but can continue on in years to come to be even better um as we're new at this do you not that i'm encouraging people to wait but i mean do you ever see a time when five years from now the the um improvement will be even greater mm-hmm. as this technology improves I think what they're currently using, like I think we're leaning more towards adopting the cryo balloon, as it said, for the ablation part of it. I can't see that changing modalities. Maybe the coil might, but we're I think we're going to adopt the cryo balloon initially. Um, you know, I, I think the amount there have been multiple trials, particularly with the coil, was simplicity was the trials. You know, there's a lot of patients in those studies, so I don't think the technology is going to change too much. That if you are a candidate, um, and um, you know we could you could have benefit from dropping your blood pressure. I don't know if waiting is necessarily a great idea because again, oh, ongoing no. it's damage never a good to idea no, wait. stroke and organ damage and all that kind of stuff. So if you fit the criteria and, and Taylor thinks you might benefit from it, I think that that's something you should look into. Is it one and done? I mean, yes. after five years, you don't have to have it redone or anything like no, that? No, there's okay. no current indications to do a redo, as they say. But, you know, you did speak to quite articulately about lifestyle. No matter what we do, medications, renal artery ablation, you still have to live healthy. You have to I stay don't active. like that. Could you please give me some better advice? <laughs> you sound just like my primary physician, Dr. Altman. Well, you she's got a smart beaten, primary care. She's been care. beating the same drum. <laughs> oh, I'm sick and tired of it, you know. But we... Americans are just doing more and more and more to damage our own selves. And I, I do feel sorry, you know, for for the physicians because, you know, lose weight, keep your blood pressure under control, control your blood sugars, don't get diabetes in the first place, you know, watch your liver, you know, all these things. And yet Americans, we seem to be going, you know, somewhat in a different direction. Do you see it? And... uh uh, Taylor might be a good one to answer. Do you see it getting better among the younger crowd? As of right now, I don't. I think, okay. unfortunately, our society is an instant gratification society, and they want what they want now. And trying to work for weight loss, a lot of us pursue that. We try to stay healthy and physically active. But with all of the food options that are available that are quick and easy it makes it challenging for people to follow a healthy lifestyle i think that you know you're right about that the younger crowd you know i'm in my mid-60s and uh, i don't eat nearly as much fast food as i think people in their mid-20s do and part of it is they've just grown up on that as the the go-to that's their that's their primary plan for dinner is drive through and take something home in a bag rather than cooking anything on their own um what is it going to take to um, get people to worry more about their liver, their kidneys, their blood pressure, their diabetes complications, and all of this. Because we certainly see that more and more treatments are being developed. They wouldn't be developed if we didn't need them. So ultimately, we are going to reach the point where there is they keep inventing something new, but at some point in time, we are not bionic. We still have to have control over what we put in our bodies, right? No, I, I agree. I, I think you have to get to um, the population when they're a lot earlier. So that's why when I was on the school board, we, we talked about, you know, do we cut PE because of budget and everything. And I was an advocate that cutting physical education in school was not a good thing. Because if you're going to learn, you've got to be healthy, right? You have to feel good if you're going to be receptive to learning. 
Well, your body has to be fit then. So taking PE out of school, not a good idea, particularly in the primary grades. I understand the realities of budget cuts, but it comes to get us back as a society as we age because we're not healthy. So we have to teach children how to eat healthy and teach them about nutrition age appropriate and what it, you know, even how to cook, right? How do you cook healthy? So that's, I think, an important part of our, of our education system that we're not well, taking in. Well, very many people do not understand how to cook healthy because they've never mm-hmm. had anybody to teach them that because they've had nobody to role model that. Uh, and so that, that becomes um, problematic. This procedure, is it covered by insurance? Is it covered by Medicare? Uh, is there an age limit, lower or upper, that you can have this renal ablation? God, that sounds so horrible. Why don't you call it the Krauss procedure or something? How about the blood pressure reducing procedure? That, yeah. I mean, I'm going in for renal ablation. Everybody just kind of goes, ow! Yeah, it sounds you know, technical, it doesn't does. it? It does. It sounds terrible. So there are some uh, niche exclusionary criteria that I think um, Taylor kind of goes through, kind of Taylor and Dr. Gonzalez to see who would be appropriate. But the majority of patients um, are gonna um, that are identified by Taylor are obviously going to be appropriate right. for the procedure. And in insurance, I think Medicare's already kind of approved the process. Insurance, you have to be pre-approved for it, understandably, right. like most stuff. I want to ask you guys a question while you're here, real quick, and that is the big Ozempic Wegovy uh, question that's kind of hanging over everyone's head. A lot of people who are diabetics in this tri-state market are having trouble, their doctor will prescribe them Ozempic and they're diabetic and they need to get their blood sugar under control. And the pharmacies don't have enough of it because people are prescribing it off-label. And it's the side effect is weight loss. Is I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, man, here it comes. All I have to do is get on Ozempic and I can eat Lay's potato chips and tacos and the re- you know until the cows come home and I don't need Dr. Cross or Taylor or anybody. I'm just going to rely on my magic Ozempic shot. What are your thoughts on that? Um, let me speak first. <laughs> That's fine. Sure. <laughs> so I, I think you had alluded to it. If you don't change your lifestyle, your approach to food, your approach to being active, these medications, even bariatric surgery, do work, right? But you've always seen or heard about people that have gained weight over time, even with bariatric surgery. These medications um, do work, and I do think for patients that have get, gotten to the size where it hurts to even be active, to move, um, it's it's a way to drop the weight, and same thing with bariatric surgery, to get them to a point where now they can move, they can make the lifestyle changes that they need. So it's not the end-all, be-all for weight loss. You still have to change your psychological approach to food and staying active. Yeah, and you can't just think that this is going to work like, you know, these young people and Hollywood actresses that will drop five pounds. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy thing that what we've become in our society. Thank you both so very much for coming and talking about renal ablation. And if you've suffered from chronic high blood pressure, there is hope now for you to have treatment right here in Quincy. Thank you so both. Thank you.